to have the opportunity to build what we've built together here is all thanks to the first time that I watched Alyssa between between those posts. Welcome to Red Stars Report, a podcast dedicated to bringing the latest news and commentary on the NWSL Chicago Red Stars. If you're new to the podcast, I'm your host, LT. Unfortunately, my co-host Grant couldn't be with us tonight, so you're kind of stuck with me and my information overload this week without any of the usual banter. Uh, let's see if my voice lasts long enough to get through all of this alone. If you've uh, joined us before, welcome back. Our show keeps growing. And I really do appreciate all of you for watching and, and listening each week. There's so much to talk about. Once again, we have player signings, a player leaving, camp starting, new players coming into camp with invites. Uh, rookies also had their first press conference, which uh, we'll cover in this episode, and the NWSL schedule released of all things. But let's just kind of jump right into our first topic which is the signing of Maximiliana Rall to a one-year contract. And uh, that also included a one-year mutual option for a second year. We figured a German would be that final rumored international, not the German that we expected or even from the club that we expected, but a German nonetheless. And uh, from a top club in Germany, uh, the the top club in Germany last season, Bayern Munich. She's also been called up to the German national team several times since 2021. So it's exciting to have a, another international uh, capped player on the team. Uh, Maxi is a fullback who has also played on the wing and in the midfield in her career. Just looking at some of her stats, she's a powerhouse of an attacking player. 31 goals in her career across her six-year career. Uh, she just started her seventh year in Germany. Uh, 15 of those came in the last two seasons. She wasn't getting a whole lot of playing time this season with Bayern Munich. Really none at all. So this move isn't surprising coming to America. I'm not sure why she isn't getting the playing time that uh, that she probably wanted, but it, it may be her effectiveness on the other side of the ball. As just looking at her uh, statistics over her career, she isn't the greatest defender in the world. She's really good in the air as she is 5'11". She's but she's ranked in the 30s to 50th percentile in every other defensive stat outside of aerial duels and blocks. But each player in our back line seems to be really good in certain aspects of defense where they struggle or at least are in the middle of the pack in other areas like Tatum isn't the 
greatest aerial threat and um sam is you know closer to the back of the pack in in tackles and duels where she excels in other areas on the defense it's i'm not gonna expect every single player on this back line to be you know the greatest at every single defensive category um they all have something to prove we'll see kind of how maxi fits into that and into this group who knows maybe we'll um we'll even use some of her you know attacking mind attack uh, attacked attack mindedness um and prowess to play her up top and play her up higher we'll we'll, we'll see if she even is on the back line in this season um i do love what she said in her announcement saying quote it's a big thing for a little german girl like me to have the opportunity to play in the usa i can't wait to live and play in this crazy sports city chicago end quote like that's cool um that makes me happy when a player from outside of the country recognizes the greatness of Chicago as a sports town. Rawl hasn't uh, reported to camp yet. We should expect her there soon. But Chicago's back line, with the addition of her, it really seems to be filling out um, while also becoming more of a question mark with each signing. I'm pretty confident that we'll see players like Malazzo and, and Staub and Quika in the starting 11, but I really don't know who like that fourth defender will be. If there is, if there even is a fourth defender in the formation that Lauren starts the season with, I could be surprised to see a name that I don't expect to start the season on the back line, but you know, whoever it is, I'll be happy knowing there was competition for the spots and and those who start are the ones who deserve to be there. And with, you know, one addition in the back line, we get another addition in the back line. Uh, the other player that signed with Chicago last week was Lombard native and former Chicago Red Star 2020 draftee. Cameron Bogalski. She also signed a one-year contract with a one-year mutual option in a second year. Cameron is an outside defender, can play both sides of the back line. She didn't get a lot of playing time in 2023, but was featured heavily in 2022 for the Washington Spirit. Um, kind of just looking through her 2022 stats because of that. And uh, she seems like a very solid defender in 2022. Her, her 90 stats, like tackles one tackle one percentage recoveries, all like high eighties, 95th percentile respectively among players who play at her position. Um, she has yet to prove what really she can provide in the attack in this league, but you know, a hometown kid coming home to play for the team that drafted her, you know, some, sometimes that can be 
you know, uh, a revitalization in someone's career if if she can find the minutes. It'll also be nice for her, I'm sure, to have a familiar face like Sam Staub in camp with her, given that the only player left from when Cameron was on the Red Stars last, I believe, is Alyssa Nair. Um, I can't think of any other players that were on that roster. I, I obviously she knows all these other players from either playing against them in the league or players like Tata Malazzo, who is also a Chicago land native. And, um, but I can't think of any players who were on the Washington spirit during her time that are also now here other than Sam Staub. Another addition added Monday afternoon to the squad was goalkeeper Sidney Schneider, whom they signed to a one-year deal with an option in the second year. She's a player who's young. She's played in the league before. She won a championship in this league before and has experience in two World Cups on, on two rosters making her World Cup debut when she was 19, um, saving a penalty against Brazil. Uh, she was on those two World Cup rosters as part of the uh, Jamaican national team's reggae girls. So, of course, she has um, been coached by Lauren Donaldson before, which is, I'm sure, what influenced uh, her decision on on coming to this club, among other reasons. I doubt she'll see any playing time right away with Alyssa Nair, obviously still in goal for Chicago. But whenever Alyssa is, is gone on national team duty, this seems like a player that can be uh, confident, uh, that we can be confident in uh, getting between those, those posts and, uh, seems to have the mentality to do whatever she can to help her team win. And, and I'm excited about that. This also helps us fill that much needed um, second goalkeeper spot as Mackenzie Wood is still on loan until late June. And Aaron McKinney is, you know, thus far a non roster invitee without a contract in camp. So this is a great and necessary signing to the club. Later in the episode, I'll I'll mention uh, that we have 36 players on the camp roster because I recorded that before I recorded this part, but um, Sydney will take up that 37th spot. But with the good news um, that we get with player signings last week uh, also comes with bad news. This was a move that I knew was coming due to certain information that was divulged to me a couple weeks ago. So I wasn't surprised when I saw the announcement, but here were my thoughts when I found out that Ellis Stevens was leaving Chicago to sign a deal with Gotham FC. I was a little shocked as a strong note due to her ties in Chicago and how good of a player she is and could be even better if this club ever used her in a position where 
she could be more effective, like playing her in her natural attacking midfield role where she's dominated her entire life. And on a lesser note, due to the fact uh, that Gotham is stacked and I hope she can somehow fight her way into seeing the minutes on that team that I know that she deserves. Ella was one of my favorite players. Um, I'll miss her on this team. And it really does make me sad that she was never utilized correctly, in my opinion, to help her thrive in this league and, and really become a well-known feared player in this league. We obviously don't know the extent of her off-season negotiations, but either she wanted to go somewhere else and the club let her, or she wanted to stay and they wouldn't match Gotham's offer to her as she was a restricted free agent and Chicago could have matched any offer given to her by another club prior to the expiration of her previous contract, which I believe was on um, December 31st. The information um, I was given had her signed with Gotham prior to January 4th. So it really could have been anything, um, but I'll, I'll miss her. And I'm sure a lot of her teammates will as well, or all of them. Uh, Gotham is obviously trying to paint themselves as the villains this season for some reason, but that won't stop me from supporting Ella. And it also won't stop me from supporting Tierna as well, who joined Gotham this off season too. But we can get that out of the way uh, for now and get back to, you know, this team, this club, what we've added, what what's happening this week, what's happening last what happened last week. And we've talked a lot about things that have happened since our last episode, and um we're not even close to being to being done. Um obviously the preseason started last week uh with us finally getting a full roster with player positions, who's reported, other non-roster uh, invitees that have come to Bridgeview for camp. You can see a detailed spreadsheet of the Red Stars' entire camp roster with player details, stats uh, in the description below. I also have it on our link tree, and it's uh, attached to every single roster update that I do and, I, and that I post on social media. It's updated every single time new changes are made to the roster and I'm, I'm working on more details uh, for the upcoming season that we can add to it. But the roster that we finally got, uh, the official roster had Shea Groom listed as a forward, which is interesting um, as she's usually listed as a midfielder. Jenna Bike and Sarah Griffith were also listed as midfielders instead of forwards, which they've only played in the midfield as wingbacks. 
So it's interesting to me to see what formations Lauren might use uh, if this is his roster, unless he has some kind of other shape um, that he feels like utilizing those players as midfielders would best suit them. As of this recording, the roster consists of 36 players. Natalia Quica and Maxi Rawl haven't reported yet, and Mackenzie Wood is still on loan in France. Seven of those 36 players are non-roster invitees. These are players that it's exactly what the name says. They're invited to camp, but they're not under contract, and they're not on the official roster. Those Invitees consist of players such as Jenny Danielson, who's a midfielder out of Finland, who also hasn't reported to camp yet, but we should expect her soon. Ali Cook, who was a top college forward prospect who went undrafted out of UCLA. Um, her name was up on that like best available list during draft night, and and it just never came off of it. So it's nice to see her in camp. There's also Mia Fontana, a forward out of Cal, and probably the most intriguing player of the group that I found is Nadia Gomes, a Portuguese national who was drafted into the NWSL out of BYU back in 2018. She never received a contract from Orlando Pride when she was drafted. She went back to school. Um, she was then offered to try out for OL Reign and then coach Flatko Andonofsky. But she turned that offer down after learning that she was pregnant and decided to step away from the game of soccer. And she recently made a comeback when she joined the USLW League in 2023 with their San Francisco Glen side. Not only did she start playing again through this, but she dominated, scoring 17 goals, 10 assists to boot in one season. She was named National Player of the Year and was obviously selected for the W League Team of the Year as well. Um, we'll see what happens. Like this roster needs forwards it just does um especially with the forwards that they keep moving to to be listed as midfielders i would have to imagine that you know one of these draftees or, or non-roster invitees will will make this club as a forward unless someone else signs or um or comes into this or comes into this uh roster late as uh, an invitee from another camp after different ro uh, roster cuts. So we'll kind of see what happens there. But this preseason roster also includes all five of the Red Stars draftees, which is a nice change of pace and a nice thing to see after several years of drafting players who couldn't make it to camp for one reason or another. Um, the rookies had their first press conference last Monday and spoke on many topics. And I just thought it would be fun for our community to see some of the answers and uh, my reaction to them. 
So we'll start with uh, some of the advice that B. Franklin and Leilani Nesbeth had received from the veterans of this club. Let's take a listen. Shay Groom just said, um, just as like a vet in the league, just said, be yourself. Um, like that's how you're going to make a team. That's how you're going to make an impact in the NWL. Um, just be yourself, which is obviously always a good, good thing to hear. Yeah, and even in like the passing patterns, you know, I'm I'm one to be to be quite hard on myself, and you know, these guys around you who have been in this league for a long time, just you know, saying to let it go and 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 to focus on the next one. And I think that's amazing advice to have, especially if you want to have a long career uh, in this sport and just in life in general to have a have a short term memory and be able to move on to the next and not uh, dwell on your mistakes. So that was probably the most advice and best advice that I got. I knew a player like Shea Groom would step in immediately as that veteran who is there to impart their wisdom of the game onto these rookies. Uh, I knew this club needed someone like her. And to see that not only Shea, but even another player that Leilani mentions further into that answer was Ava Cook. So it's really nice to see even players with just a couple years in this league under their belt, um, stepping in to help these rookies out and, and to improve their game. The rookies also spoke on the environment that they've stepped into this preseason, their expectations for what's to come and how competing with others for roster spots helped them step up their game and make themselves available to adapt to whatever the club needs them to do. Um, we'll take a listen to that. I think it's it's good and bad, I guess, to have like a lot of new faces on the team. Um, definitely think Chicago is looking to revamp and change some things from last year. So that's good to be part of a new a new wave. Um, but also they're my competitors. Like I want I want whatever spots available and I know they do too. And so it's it's great to have people that are going through the same thing as me, but also at the end of the day, like there's only, there's only a certain amount of spots. So I hope the best for everybody, but like, I want to keep playing soccer as long as I can too. So it's a bit of both. I think college prepares you for this step, but there's obviously, there is a step. Um, and I think just like you said, getting the first day in, being able to get those jitters out and then, you know, just knowing that you're like, you're here for a reason. You've played X amount of years in college and you've been able to develop your game. And now it's just adapting and being flexible to whatever role you have to play, whatever position you have to play in that uh, given moment. Um, and just absorbing as much as you can um, as a young player coming into this league. Obviously, you have expectations, but you really don't know what to expect because um, there's amazing um, and there's so much talent uh, here in this league and just in this sport as a whole. So just wanting to absorb and, and continue to learn, but also know that, you know, you're special and, and and you have unique characteristics that you can add to this game and add to this team and wanting to, you know, be yourself, as Mrs. Shea Groom said um, um, in her little uh, pep talk and, and advice. This has always been a dream of mine to be in a pro environment. Um, obviously, you have expectations, and I think all of those were met just after my first day. Um, yeah, mostly just feeling really excited, feeling really blessed knowing that um, yesterday I practiced like, oh, I can actually hang around these guys. Um, and so just knowing like, yeah, this is my environment now. This is where I um, now need to shine, where I need to prove myself. So uh, learning from the people around me, taking advice, 
um, and just doing my best. That's all I can do, control my work rate and effort. So I'll continue to do that and hopefully uh, get a spot here on this team. I really liked what B said about these being your teammates, but they're also your competitors because there's only so many roster spots and it's quite possible that all of these rookies will not make it through training camp. And Leilani speaking about absorbing everything that she can while she's here because she knows her time could be limited and Hannah Anderson expressing how this has been a dream for her and now that she's in a pro environment, she knows that she needs to prove herself even more and step up her game to kind of hang with the rest of them. Um, I love the mentality of these rookies. They're very smart, and I think they're going about this process in the right way. We really don't know what's going on um, within the camp. We don't know what's going to happen with each of these players. Like I said before, there's only 36 spots, which needs to be cut down to 32 by February 26th and down to a range between 22 and 26 for that final roster spot um, on March 13th. So we'll kind of see as cuts happen and if other players come in, what that kind of looks like, but there's only so many spots and I really glad that each and every one of these rookies recognizes that and is going about it in a way that they're not just thinking like I was drafted, so I've made the team and to hear them speak on that is, is important. I think to, to have in your rookies. Okay. So some of the reporters on hand obviously had to ask about standout players to them on the team. Um, a few of them mentioned Mal, which is just obvious. And of course, so many of them, had to take the opportunity to share their admiration and respect for a listener. And, and here's what they had to say about her. Yesterday in our brief team meeting that we had, um, a listener was talking about the Chicago's history and how the city had burned down in like the 1800s. So she had basically made a parallel statement into basically how our team is kind of looking to revamp stuff like Delani was saying. So how they built the new city and stuff, which is kind of in parallel and similarity to how um, Chicago is looking to revamp and rebuild. Personally, I I got to experience playing um, in front of Alyssa Nair. So that was really cool. Um, having her like getting to see how she sees the field and her um, approach to the game and because uh, she's such a high-level uh, keeper and she plays in front of, or behind great players all the time. So just getting to learn from her and the way that she sees it, um, 
and just listening and trying to absorb everything that she says is um, something that I really took away from the first day. I mean, that's a dream come true, I guess, and kind of surreal if you look back at who's like yelling at you to move up. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll listen to you. You kind of know what you're talking about. She um, has so much experience that um, we can we can just absorb and learn from. Um, and I think she's just a great uh, resource to have for us um, taking this huge step into the into a professional career. So I think um, just listening to everything she has to say and uh, absorbing it and trying to apply it uh, and really getting to see the way she approaches uh, her job and uh, and how she has had so much success um, is really benefit beneficial for us as young players. Yeah, I think just um, you can see how all of us have really like respected her and it's only been one practice. So I'm sure that's going to build um, through the time goes on and like the more that we interact with her. But um, from my experience, I just think that she was really open and like um, treated the new girls just as the same as the girls that are already on the team or the girls who already have a contract, which goes um, to show that she is a great leader. And um, I'm thankful to be able to learn from her and um, to be able to hopefully play with her one day. Okay, so I'm going to go on a little bit of a long-winded response to this, but you've already been listening to me for a while now this entire episode, so just kind of stay with me. Um, hearing these rookies speak about Alyssa Nair and what a legend she is makes me so happy, and here's why. Many of you listening or watching know that I call Alyssa Nair my hero, and I'm sure some of you may see it as um, repeated statement about my love for the way that she plays, for the leader that she is, for the person that she is. And in many ways, those are correct. But the real reason that I say that Alyssa Nair is my hero is because she truly is. Um, I don't hide the fact that I'm relatively new to the women's soccer community. I have been watching the women's national team since the 08 Olympics, but never really watched friendlies or other tournaments outside of, you know, some of the matches during the Olympics and uh, the World Cup. I didn't even know that there was a domestic club in Chicago until 2019 when I was watching the World Cup and experiencing the greatness of Alyssa Nair. Then I heard the commentator say, you know, Alyssa Nair plays for the NWSL Chicago Red Stars. And I'm sure they mentioned that she played alongside, you know, Tierna Davidson and Morgan Bryan and Julie Ertz. But I just could not believe that I was watching a player like Alyssa and not even realize that I could have been watching her in Chicago for years. And following the World Cup, I immediately found where I could watch the Chicago Red Stars to see Alyssa play more. I fell in love with the team. I fell in love with the players, especially ones like Sam Kerr and Yuki Nagasato. I got to experience just a part of the 2019 season and then lose in the championship, then, you know, COVID hits and I was kind of lost in 
in my life. And to make a long story shorter, I'll kind of skip over 2020 and 2021 watching Alyssa get injured in the Olympics, which broke me. Um, I rode with the team through the championship loss in 2021. And I finally built up the courage in myself to find people who love this team. Watching a player like Alyssa play to then find out that she plays in a city that I love, which subsequently led me to falling in love with the Red Stars, finding others to share my love for the club with, building a community of my own when I struggled to be a part of others, and now to have the privilege to talk to each and every one of you every single day to have this platform to discuss my love for this team, to have the opportunity to build what we've built together here is all thanks to the first time that I watched Alyssa between, between those posts. Um, I can't thank her enough for just being exactly who she is as a player and a person. And she is my hero because I would be lost without women's soccer. I didn't truly know who I was as a person until I discovered this club and built this community. And that will stay with me forever. And I'm sorry for the long reaction to some rookies getting to be around a listener for a day, but I just, I just had to let everyone know why I call her my hero because that story is very important to me in my life. And I just wanted, wanted people to know it. Now, not only did the rookies have their media availability, but four of the Red Stars' newest players, Cameron Bogalski, Sam Staub, Chardonnay Curran, and Shea Groom had their media availability session of their own on Monday. Um, two of those players in Sam Staub and Shea Groom come into this club with more experience in the league than a lot of these other players that are on this roster. And they made it known that they know exactly what their role is as a veteran on this team. As we go, as we build, as we grow, um, I'm definitely excited for a different role on this team. I think like on my previous team, we there was a lot of experience and I was learning from a lot of other people up until literally a, a week ago. So it'll be different now trying to be like that leader for everyone else. Um, it'll definitely take some time to get used to. I have always kind of just like felt like still like a little rookie, still trying to learn how to play. Um, so it'll definitely be like a big difference and a jump trying to go from like that mentality. I'm definitely gonna have to like be in more of a leadership role. I forget that I'm like a, a veteran. Uh, I feel like I have a, a pretty fairly young spirit, but um, you know, I'm new too. And I will never forget what it feels like that, you know, first time to walk into the professional 
you know, environment. And I was just thankful enough. I don't think I would be here if, if it weren't for them, but my rookie year being surrounded by some of the national team players and just veterans that, that were there in Kansas City, you know, we won it that year. And it was because I think they, the older players really embraced the younger players and you don't get that everywhere. Obviously this team is young. Um, I looked around, I'm like, oh my gosh, I might be like the second oldest person. Um, so it, it's exciting though. And I, I wanted to succeed. So if we can make players feel comfortable, you know, that's, that's what we have to do. I knew these two players would come in and make an immediate impact in the leadership aspect of this team, but I'm happy to, hear them both be so open about taking on that role, both Sam coming in from a team with a lot of experience, having to now be the player that others look to for that experience, and Shay Groom coming in and saying she forgets that she's a veteran in this league, even though she's the second oldest person on the team, um, but she has a young spirit. I love that, and those are the kind of players that I'd want on this club. Now, they also spoke about the rebuild that this club is going through and how they're ready to be a part of it. We just met Laura, and she seems just, like, really awesome and really invested in the team, and that's all that you can want um, when you're essentially trying to rebuild and things like that. Um, when I first got to the Spirit, we were in a rebuilding period, and that was really fun and really exciting to be a part of. Um, and so I'm really excited to do that again with Chicago. Everyone's really looking forward to like the future here, which I think is really exciting. We haven't really like dwelt on the past couple of years um, and I don't really know too much of the history anyway, um, but no one's really been talking about that. It's more been like, this is what we're doing in the future. This is what we wanna do. This is what we're gonna be. This is the foundation, like all of that. Um, so it's been exciting. Um, yeah, and different for sure. I think she wants us to be, you know, one of the best teams, clubs, you know, in the world. Um, and I think she has the ability to help us out with that. Um, and I think we're all on board. Um, that was, you know, our first time really hearing her talk or listening to her kind of sort of plan. Um, but, you know, I hope to hear more too about it um, and have, you know, yeah, so more stuff laid out in front of us. I'm talking to Laura, talking to Babette, and everybody that's you know been a part of the Red Stars now. Um, it's hard to not get excited about what's happening here. Um, I think I also appreciated the transparency. They know that they're not where it needs to be, um, but you know, selling the idea of like this is this is what it's going to be, and we want people here that are going to help us get there. So um, I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm excited, you know, year ten getting to come to a club and. Um, you know, help it take it to the next level. You know, obviously I started in this league when there was nothing. So, um, you know, I've seen it at its worst and, um, you know, it's been cool to obviously see the clubs get to where it's at. And I really believe, and I wouldn't be here if I didn't, um, that this club can get there and will get there. And so I'm excited for the product that we're gonna have on the field, but then, you know, obviously what the club is gonna look like off of the field uh, stadium wise and, and things like that moving forward. So it's an exciting time to be here and I wanted to be here. Um, you know, from the start of it, um, not years later when it's already built. I wanted to be here from the start of it, not years later when it's already built. Those words from Shea Groom make it even more exciting, not just 
to have her as a member of this team, but exciting that the leaders of this club from Laura Ricketts and down can instill that kind of belief into a veteran player like Shay speaks a lot to their vision and how they're going to execute that vision moving forward. And like Shay said, you know, I want to be here for this rebuild, not just to hop in when, when something special is already built. Another thing that the players had talked about, um, specifically Chardonnay Curran and Shay Groom, was the impact of assistant coach Ella Masser. Chardonnay as a former player of hers and Shay as someone who just knows the legendary player that Ella was when she played in the league. When I first met her at KC, like, I already knew that she was going to be, like, one of the coaches I wanted to be um, beside throughout however long I could be in my career. Um, and then when she left KC, like, that, I kind of felt something missing just because of the way she's, like, devoted to her players. And she's very smart. And um, her drills, her drills are just... If you need to get better, call Ella. Ella's a legend. Um, I'll never forget, you know, obviously I was in the league, but I'll never forget that, you know, inaugural goal for Houston, ripping the shirt off, sliding into the into the uh, flat corner flag. You know, that's that's my kind of my kind of girl. So, you know, to see her go to the coaching side, I think is so important. You know, she gets it. She's also been, you know, beyond the NWSL and all over the world. So to be able to bring, you know, so many so much knowledge and so many different perspectives. It's really important. You can just tell that she wants her players to get better. She's extremely devoted to um, each and every single one. And I, I think a lot of coaches say that they do that. It's hard to find one that's going to go the extra mile, you know, set up the drill, continue that personal development every single day. And she really does that. All while she's pregnant too. All so. while she's pregnant. Snaps to her. <laughs> I love the two perspectives given in this situation because Chardonnay drives home just how passionate Ella is about her players. And Shay recognizes the translation from Ella's mentality as a player to what she brings as a coach. And the fact that players who already know her can get this excited about her. I hope we hear more praise from the new players too down the line about, about Ella Masser. And of course, you know, we can't talk about the assistant coach without obviously talking about the head coach and these players experiences with him and what he's bringing to the club so far this preseason. He's been pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, just, I think maybe it's got to be the Jamaican background, but he's just, he brings a calmness to it. It's not, it's not been, you know, crazy meetings or, you know, specifics right now. It's like, hey, let's get here. Let's do what we know. And, you know, we'll get into the rest later. Yeah, he just has this vibe that's very, I guess with him, it just comes with like respect and fun. Um, but yeah, like Shay said, the first day, Usually people come anxious, nervous, like they overthink a bit. 
but with him it was just super nonchalant in a very good way and i feel like it just got everyone to just be themselves on the first day um and as i mentioned earlier um some of us have already been like building chemistry and i think that's just the foundation he has already set i think he has this belief in this respect and i i think as we go on like we'll obviously learn more about him but i just feel like it's going to be such a fun fulfilling like year for this for this club just a chill guy making preseason a place where players feel welcomed they feel comfortable they feel safe and just ready to play football and i love it um i knew he would be a man that these players would want to play for and it seems like he's already won over a lot of the team if not all of them now let's move on to something that we die waiting for each each year the nwsl schedule which was released last week exciting stuff much earlier in the in the year than previous uh years releases have been which is great. I'm excited to be back at SeatGeek this season. I really hope to make even more matches this season than I did last season. Uh, I'm ready for it. And I love meeting everyone at the matches when we find time during halftime to get together. So I'm just really excited for those meetups to continue. Some of the matches that I'm eager to watch are playing Utah as the first match in Utah. That will be really fun. Jen Cooper at Keeper Notes pointed out that six years ago, Utah played their first match in the league against Chicago. So it's only fitting that this iteration of that club goes through the same you know, ritual entry, I guess. Uh, the home opener uh, against Seattle Rain is going to be amazing. New season, new players, new ownership. Back at SeatGeek, sitting in those seats, back with everyone, watching the sport that we all love in the freezing cold. It's, uh, it's going to be wonderful. Um, I'm also excited for the matches of players returning to Chicago who left this offseason. And to see the players that we signed as free agents and got through trades this offseason uh, play against their teams when they come and uh, visit Chicago, I always like a good revenge match uh, just to see it, just to see if their um, former teammates, you know, who match up with them in practice every single week can kind of contain them still. It'll be, it'll be interesting to, to watch. I'll be updating our club roster spreadsheet uh, to include the season schedule as well uh, with important information to know about each match and some fun stats about those matchups as well. So stay with us at Red Stars Report to keep up with that latest information. And with that, I guess I'll just wrap things up for this week. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find your podcasts. If you 
want to see my face and Grant's face when they're back, you can watch our podcast on YouTube. You can also see the clips that we have from the Rookies press conferences on YouTube as well, instead of just having to listen to them. Please subscribe to our show wherever you watch and listen to your podcasts. Turn on those notifications to see when our new episodes go up. Make sure you're following us at Red Stars Report on all of our social media channels to keep up with the latest news in between episodes. Our Discord server is growing each and every day. You can join in on our conversations that happen every day by joining our Discord server with the link in the description. As the season picks up, it'll be the best place to see our reactions and other reactions within the community from club moves, uh, match results, anything like that. The next time you see us, the club will have gone through another week of training camp. Maybe they'll even be in Florida by then. We'll Maybe we'll see some more signings or invites to, uh, to camp. Until then, enjoy the preseason and come back and join us next week for another Red Stars report.